Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Ruben Torres, and we are Hi. live. Ruben, we have this all the time with the audio. Do you hear it? I don't hear anything now. Once again, hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. Ruben, we have this issue with the audio almost every time. I hit the button right on the dot, and there's like a 20-second delay before everybody mm. hears it. Well, <laughs> um, that that tends to so, happen with talk radio. I remember that happening quite a few, quite often. So it's it's their it's their circuitry or or whatever, but anyhow, well, folks, go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it, it happens to be that they they have so I mean, block talk radio has grown so much throughout the country, and and, and they just have to expand their their their, their computer network. Their network at times it reaches a limit. Um. So. And I think nine o'clock is one of them, right? Nine o'clock is a very popular so, time. That's when I, I so when original. I hit the, right. When, when I hit the, the play button, I, I should hit it 20 seconds before the music is supposed to play. That's I would, what I, I should I would, do. I would, I would go even about 40 seconds. Okay, folks. Um, so now you know. It, it's, not, it's not the host here that's doing that. It's, it, yeah. it's the... It's the hosting station that does that, and we hope oh, yeah. to have that corrected. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know, we, we do have another great show, um, and especially for those who decided not to listen to the debates or take a break from them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's laughing over there. Ruben, tell me, Ruben went to a uh, Republican um a pre-Republican debate, uh, um, I guess, party or meeting. Um, yeah. Tell us what happened down there. Um, a lot of folks, um, people that that have not, that people that, that did not vote in twenty in twenty twelve, uh, came out and are coming out. Uh, twenty sixteen is. It looks like it's going to be a year of a lot of people who have not voted in the past coming out because they see they 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 understand how critical um, are the situation with our country and what this individual has done and his party has have done with the rhinos. Of course, we can't forget about the rhinos have done to destroy, to try and destroy and transform our great country to a third world country. That's basically, um, and people have had it 
uh, I spoke to quite a few individuals, and they told me that they want a strong leader. They want someone who's going to pick the American people first instead of picking people from from anywhere else in the world. You know, the great immigration, legal immigration, illegal immigration, out of the question. Right. That's the feedback. And, that's the feedback that I got that I got back from uh, a lot of individuals that uh, Republicans, independents. Um, but they just were are concerned about the future, you know, for their for their children and and, and their families. Right. And um, since you mentioned about immigration, uh, we have we have uh, Ruthie Hendricks coming on in about two weeks, folks. Uh, she does a lot of commentating for um, TV stations out on the West Coast. So look for her. She's coming on, I believe it's December 29th. So we're going to have a, a lengthy conversation on, on immigration. Um, and, 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 you know, I want to just elaborate on that. Um, you know, we had the bombing of that happened in Paris. Oh, and also I'm going to talk right. about, a little bit about what happened in Los Angeles today. But um, in Paris, uh, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, um, and then France went to bomb Syria. And but here's here's how it looks. Okay, now um, you ha- you you have a country that was bombed from within, and so would you not think that um, France has to tighten up the borders? Of course, you, you know. Of course. Uh- Okay, but, but you nobody know, really t- touch upon that. Right. France you know, has its own immigration problems. Oh, they have. I mean, I was in I was in France in 2006, uh, 2005, and um, the the number of of people living on welfare and living uh, in, in in the mostly Muslim districts in Paris were basically, you know. Collecting their, their their money from the uh, the French government and the French uh, taxpayers, but the you know I don't as much as I love Europe I, I I don't I don't feel sorry for them because they brought they brought this problem onto themselves. You cannot continue to be giving giving away benefits and services and not expect people to come to that to that country or to those countries. And again. As I indicated a couple of weeks ago, every European nation that's part of the EU mm-hmm. does not have control does not have control of their destiny. They don't have control of their budget. They don't have control of their uh, defense because NATO is is basically in charge of that. So you, you're basically looking at a, a bunch of bureaucrats and parliaments. Because in Europe, it's, uh, it's parliament uh, uh, individuals that are actually dictating from Brussels, from Belgium, are actually dictating to every country in the EU what they have to what they have to do. And 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 I, I, I don't as I indicated to you the last time, I have a new nickname for, for Europe. It's Eurabia. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you're right. Um you know and See, the first time I went to Europe, okay, uh, I went to Spain 
and it was way back when, but, but that's my very first time. And, um, you know, and well, when you go from United States into, into Spain, of course we had to pass through customs and all that, but, um, and, but then when you had gone from Spain to Portugal or different countries surrounding that, you had to pass through customs. Um, but now all of that stuff has been sort of alleviated because of the European Union, if, if any countries in the Euro- European Union. So, so they don't have a lot of the checkpoints like they used to. Right, right. At uh, least that's yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, there's there it's open borders all over Europe. I mean, but you see the the so, end result. You see the the end result of open borders throughout Europe. Uh, European countries are, I mean, like Sweden and 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 a lot of Scandinavian countries. Their their individuals that that are living there are getting taxed. 50, 60% of their salary. And everyone comes back and says, well, they're getting, you know, free college education. It's not free. Someone is paying for it. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. They're right. They they throw the word out free. You know, right. and I think it's funny you mentioned that a lot of people are in, in love with um, with freedom you know and and they think that even here in the United States we're free but i actually think that a lot of people are in love with the idea of being free instead of freedom itself and um you know and and with but same concept in, in europe there they have the open borders you know and once these uh people get in that's it they get in and it's hard right. to stop them. Um, well, so go, go ahead. You have to also you have to also remember for everyone for our audience they may not know a lot of the Europeans uh, politicians are paid off by a lot of these Middle Eastern countries. Uh, you and, and that's becoming more apparent here in the U.S. We just had one of the Saudi sheiks giving uh, Harvard University or Yale University, one of, one of the Ivy League schools, about $50 million as a grant to develop more culture awareness of the Muslim or the Koran or, the, or Islam. So the influence of, of these very rich oil tycoons to basically start to sway and frame the narratives of, of, of what Islam or what the Muslim culture is all about. And that's been happening in Europe for many, many years and uh, in, in a couple of decades already. And that's the reason Europe is in the situation they're in today. Europe is a lost cause. People may not think that that's the case and say, oh, I'm traveling to Europe, but as far as I'm concerned, Europe is, 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 is it'll be very difficult to go back to the old Europe of the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because it's so, I, I guess, so uh, so diverse, um, and a lot of the Muslims have moved in. Uh, so, 
so they don't know how to control it. And the thing and is that of course it, it makes yeah. the yeah, it makes it harder. The thing is also that in France and in Europe they have they have because of these Arab Muslims uh tycoons, they have actually implemented laws like the anti hate speech. You can't say anything about Muslims and, and you, know, you can't say anything about any anyone. You know, you're you're basically there's there's no first amendment, uh there's no uh, right to bear arms, second amendment. There's nothing, there's no I don't know how they call it uh democracy or they call it uh you know uh, that there's uh freedom of uh, of the press because there isn't. It, there isn't no. at all in in, in in majority of the European countries there's not. No, it's more or less controlled speech. Correct. Yeah, it's and speaking of controlled speech, it's almost the same thing um you find that on the campuses. Um uh, you know, and I don't know if you you ever heard heard of speech codes on the campuses? Have you ever heard of that? I Ruben? I've heard that when my son was at Rutgers, yes. <laughs> okay, well Rutgers is is uh is actually one of them. Um, but it's a whole thing of codes. Sometimes they have it in a booklet. Uh, but when your son or daughter goes to sign up for college, they have to sign off on this. Um, right. And uh, FIRE, that's Foundation for Individual Rights and in Education, defines a speech code as any university regulation or policy that prohibits expression that would be protected by the First Amendment in society at large. Any policy such as harassment policy, a protest or demonstration policy, or or an IT acceptable use policy can be a speech code if it prohibits protected speech or expression. And um, you know, and and we we've had a lot of cases um, where you know free speech has been violated on the campus. And, and right. you know what? And since we're on this topic, I can mention one um, about, uh, let's see, we'll go back about three years ago. Um, we had a group at Montclair State University that's in, uh, that's in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, and right. it was more like a libertarian group. Um, and now actually, there was a couple cases, but I'll mention this one. Um, we had a fellow by the name of uh, Steve Lonigan. Oh, well, actually, what happened was is is the students had spread around a um, flyer that they were having free speech day uh, because one of their students, his name was Joe Aziz, uh, had actually uh, was punished and uh, expelled from school for saying something nasty. Well, it wasn't nasty, you know, but for typing something on social media, and it wasn't a curse thing or or anything, but something that was perceived by another as derogatory. And um, But I looked at it, it wasn't cursing or anything. You know, it was just the way the other person interpreted it. And, um, you know, and... 
he, so he was expelled for uh, for a day, just about when he was ready to graduate. And um, the what happened was is he had contacted uh, the Star Ledger. I can't remember the gentleman's name. Um, who also were, you know, enforces speech codes, but this supposedly this particular reporter was uh, on the conservative side, and um, they helped him get fire involved. Fire is the foundation mm. of individual rights and education, and um, and fire had sent Montclair State a, a letter saying that you have to implement the student back because it was nothing inflammatory. If I remember. It was something to the fact that he was telling another student to uh, to tell his girlfriend to shave her legs. I, I mean, that uh. could be interpreted different ways, you know. Right. Um, but it wasn't calling. It might may not have been uh, appropriate, but it was certain certainly nothing to expel a student from right. <clears throat> from campus, um, you know. And and that was one incident. And then there was um, another one uh, a few years ago, Bill Ayers. We all know the famous Bill Ayers? Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, and actually this was prior to the Libertarian group coming into being. We actually had a a few students there and um, who were ready to charter the group and um, talk talk about free speech, okay. Well, the guys went into to the student government association to get the forms that you had to fill out to charter the group. And um, one of the gals sitting behind the desk, she happened to see me <laughs> and a fellow uh-huh. by the name of Dan, a fellow by the name of Dan Haggerty, who used to do a lot of filming for us. Um, yes. And she had called me in. And, um, you know, she more or less gave me the finger. I mean, the finger to come in, not the the, finger, the cursed finger. But And so I came in and she had showed me that Bill Ayers was coming to Montclair State University. And she was showing me all of the flyers that were um, posted on, on the university walls. And a lot of them, you know, talked about revolution. You know, and and you know, t- taking up arms. You know, and the college didn't do anything. Uh, uh, you know, on 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 that case. You, you know, so it, it's it's kind of a an issue too with on college campuses where they somewhat seem to uh, enforce free enforce speech codes when and only when they want to. Right. And, and and that's the same same thing, you know, with, with a, even on a country level, like you mentioned France, you know, right. uh, it, when only it benefits their interest. You, you know what I'm saying? And um, the left at Montclair State University has, you, you know, tried to use this in their favor. So, right. um, you, you know, yeah, but I mean, you know, students can actually get expelled for speech codes. And, you know what I'm saying? And if they even say the, the wrong thing. I, well, I mean, that, that, I've always been taught that, you know, it's not appropriate to call somebody a name. 
You know what I'm saying? So of course, of course. I mean that's 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 inappropriate. But the problem is what I, what turns me off about the whole process with the Democrats and the and, and the rhinos is that what is freedom of what what they consider freedom of of, of expression is whatever's convenient and benefits them. It's not yeah, something that's, that, that that's why it, I just said. That's why I said. Yeah. That's, the, so, that's that's how it's used. Exactly. I mean, but but the thing is that most people still are into this believing this concept that freedom of expression is whatever you want to say, and that's not true because if the individuals that have control, like in the colleges that you're very familiar with, they, Mm -hmm. the alumni, the alumni come down on the president and they say, we got to curb this. We got to stop this. We got to get rid of these people that are causing, you know, creating these problems. They will go ahead and do it. They won't even think twice about it and say, there's no freedom of expression on this campus at all. Yeah, and so and and you know and and it's it's a shame because you have innocent people who wind up getting penalized, and they have a hard time fighting the system. Um, you know, and, and there were some recent cases. Uh, we just had a few um, that came by in in which uh, who, who is it? The president of um, oh god. I can't remember the president the name of, of the that university, the, the president of the University of Missouri, that had to resign. Yes, that based one. On, uh, based on, uh, on 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 circumstantial information that was not yes. proven to be uh, uh, true. But again, yes, they have they have Doreen and the audience. You have to realize that when you listen to the liberal mainstream media and even Fox. You have to question everything. You cannot allow yourself to believe that just because they're telling you that it's the truth. They have an agenda. And I I have become so conscious of when I listen to them and I'm, everything they tell me do this you know, this is the right way, I'm doing the opposite way. You know, because I just don't trust them. And I have people that that actually, people, even family members, that will sit there and believe. They they actually swallow and are totally brainwashed. They have become so gullible and naive about the information that they're getting, and then they doubt anyone else's. But yes, MSNBC, CBS, CNN—they're basically telling me the truth. How idiotic is that? Yes, and uh, well, yeah, I know, and that's why if you're going to watch the news, you got to watch a, a whole variety of news stations, right? So you can get different angles, right? And of course, I mean, li- of course, listen to us. <laughs> Because we always tell you the truth, right? Right, Ruben? We, 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 we tell them the truth, and, and <clears throat> actually, we don't, we don't have, we do not have an agenda. 
As a matter of fact, next Tuesday I'll be reporting from Iowa, from from Des Moines. Wow. As I, as I indicated, I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be reporting for students for a better future. Uh, wow! So you're going to I let will, us know what's going on the ground on the Ted Cruz campaign. Correct. I'll be reporting from from over there. So um, um, anyhow, I, I brought up. Uh, uh, and speaking of the Ted Cruz campaign, I, I brought up Steve Lonigan um, before yeah. because that same university. Um, you know, so the, on account of the incident of that student, Montclair then ran the the uh, libertarian group at Montclair ran an event called Free Speech, and Steve Lonigan came down to speak. Um, and uh, he he did a very very good speech, and um, you know, and then and then that event came, and then it kind of went, but. Uh, there was a little controversy there because that uh, student get up and um, uh, film and, and s- sort of scream at him because when he was mayor of Bogota, I don't know if everybody knows this, um, there was a sign that was put in Spanish on, on believe, I believe it was in Bogota's, t- uh, part of Bogota's, but it was supposed to be in um, the neighboring towns. And uh, Steve Lonigan had asked the mayor to take it down. And um, I don't know, Ruben, do you remember that incident? Oh, I, I do. And, you know, I, I went to, um, I was at Steve Lonigan's house, and uh, he had mentioned that to me. He, uh, we went to a, a get-together. As a matter of fact, we had dinner that um, that night, and... Um, and then we went to the get together at his home that a lot of people came by and he mentioned that to me. Yeah, I do. It's still very clear in my mind. I mean, the incident. Uh, well, this one particular student went off at Lonigan uh, about yeah. this particular side. And, um, you know, and, and, and then that was that day. And to further the incident, uh, it, the whole thing was filmed and placed on YouTube, and um, and you know, and then the university uh, had to get involved once again because th- things got out of hand. Folks, I, I wanted to remind everybody, you know, these blogs and all that stuff, and you know, it, stuff you watch on YouTube, you, you know, I mean, things can get heated, you know, it's. Think of a blog like that, like you're just talking to somebody, and um, things got heated on, on on the YouTube video. The college made them take it down. So, um, yeah, you know. So I just want to tell everybody. I mean, you know, we moderate our blog, by the way. You know, because we we don't, not that we don't, we do allow all the comments of various opinions, but but we moderate in the fact that we don't like cursing and all that. Because once you make personal attacks, then things get out of hand, and that's what happened on the YouTube video to Lonigan. And Lonigan right. was very upset over that. Um, but anyhow, I want to get to the fact that Steve Lonigan is our uh, New, the New Jersey 
state director for the Ted Cruz campaign here. Yeah. Did you know that, Ruben? I do. I did. I do. Yeah. I think New Jersey New Jersey has um an opportunity to come out and 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 support the next, what I believe and I, tr- I, tr- I truly believe otherwise I wouldn't be traveling to the state of Iowa um to actually tell myself and, and tell um, my family that I'm going to go there, besides reporting for students for a better future, uh, working on his campaign, and because and, um, I truly believe that he is truly the one person that I, I have confidence in. And the fact that he is... Um, has spoken and has been very blunt with the Republican establishment and also with the press and also with the Democrats leads me to believe that he is a strong leader, that he's not going to be weak when it comes down to having a showdown with any of these individuals. And people say, well, you know, you need someone who who can work well with – with the Democrats, and we need someone who's going to be appealing and is going to be nice to everyone. Well, how, how did we do with uh, McCain and, and, and Romney and Bob Dole? Weren't they moderate? We should have won, right? They were basically, yeah, um, yeah we, didn't, we didn't go anywhere with those individuals. Now we need someone. And everyone, you know, everyone said that Ronald Reagan couldn't win because he was too conservative. He won twice. Yes. I, I, I actually believe that he, this man can actually do it. Yes, I, I think so, too. And um, we need somebody strong in the White House. Yes. You know, and incidentally, um, I do want to bring this up, Ruben. Um, should the Republicans take the, the presidency, <clears throat> um should they roll back but, Obamacare? Because um, I had friends from this um, call me and say that the the um, Congressional Budget Office says it's going to be a lot of money to do that. Well, I think I think uh, you know, one of the exchanges, one of the biggest healthcare companies in the U.S., one of the one of the individual companies that actually was part of writing the uh, Affordable Act, Care Act, United Health. I'm quite sure everyone has heard of United Health. They're dropping yeah. out out of Obamacare. I believe that a lot of companies and big companies, big healthcare companies, are going to be dropping out. So I think this process of eliminating Obamacare, it will happen on its own because companies are basically not attracting enough healthy people. They're attracting more sick people, and insurance companies are not in the position to lose money. They're paying out more than they're taking in. So I think Obamacare... Faith is going to uh, be 
they're going to die. He's going to die on his own. That whole, uh, that dog, the whole it's going to implode. Game. You mean it's going to implode? It's going to implode. Yeah, I was trying to find the word for it. Implode, yes. So I think the Republicans, if we have a strong leader in the, in the White House who's going, to, and, 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 you know, people people are saying, well, he, he you know, he's, uh, Donald Trump just said that he's a maniac and everything. No, he's someone that, that doesn't put up with bullshit. I'm sorry, but you got you got you got to be you got to be direct and you got to be tough. Otherwise, they take advantage of you. And and um, you know, there's a lot of individuals. Yes, he's going to be. He has to watch his back because a lot of the very same rhinos in his party are going to stab him in the back. But but they did but they did they did that they did that. Um, they did that with um with I'm sorry. They they did that with um with Ronald Reagan. You know, so that's that's a, I'm I'm not surprised at um that that would happen. So but I think a a cruise presidency uh, will will bring our country to a new level of of actual respect and in throughout the whole world, because right now, most countries do not take this president seriously. Uh, no. And, <laughs> no, they do not. Don't. And, and it's sad because we should be the leaders of the world. And, and, and now, every time that he goes out abroad, I mean, uh, uh, to any other country, um, he's basically... Uh, Putting down his own country. I don't yeah. see any other president. I don't see any other president <clears throat> in the world, any state leader, any any dignitary going out there and putting down their own country like this man has done. Yeah. So I, I know, and we've actually elected a foreigner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's definitely the country. Um, the country is foreign. Right, right. I mean, I you know, I, I so, don't see, I don't see how people after almost seven years and a half going on eight cannot see what what we've seen in the first two years or first year. I mean, the man is just totally, totally disconnected, and does not like what we, what, what our country stands for. I mean, how could you, how could you go out there, and this, this kills me, Doreen, uh, of many things that he does, go out on national TV and tell the American people that what happened in San Bernardino, in, in California, San Bernardino. Workplace violence. When the FBI is indicating this is an act of terrorism, I mean, either he thinks that we're all stupid, because you know some of these elitist liberals they think that you know mm-hmm. they're 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 smarter mm-hmm. than everyone, or he's just totally yeah. incompetent. It's one of the two. One of the two. I I I, I just. Uh, but you know, my my my, 
my grandmother used to say that, you know, it's like what, what goes around comes around. And uh, if he's trying to do damage to our country, damage will be done to him. Because that's, that's uh, you don't do that if you really love your country. Yes. And speaking of threats, um, I just want to mention what happened in, in Los Angeles. Um, the um, t- Today, well, the schools have been closed today. Um, wow. What, because, uh, well, basically, um, they, the, they had received a threat, um, but here... Here it says law enforcement sources says that the person who made the threats um, could have masked their location and that the origin is believed to be much closer than Germany. So apparently the school district had had gotten a, a threat, um, and you know, and and l- let me f- find the um, the, the uh, uh, thing here. The they received an email threat, according to this article. And um, uh, it was supposed to be, the email was supposed to be a large-scale jihadi attack with guns and bombs. And Los Angeles reacted by shutting down the entire district. While New York dismissed the warning as an amateurist hoax and held classes. Um, So they received an email of a large jihadi attack in Los Angeles and New York. Right. And um, so, you know, basically what they do is they can close the, the entire district down. Um, and in L.A., the threat came in the form of an email to a school board member. Um, and so that's why they decided to, to act upon it. And okay. it's just kind of interesting um, the shutdown closed both char- public and charter schools across Los Angeles, and um, but the schools are going to reopen tomorrow. Um, but they don't know, you know, pretty much where this um, the, the uh, FBI cannot s- secure where this threat has come from. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just amazing now that a, a, an email can shut down a school system. Well, just thought I'd bring my, that my, to you, Jay. My question would be, what happened to NSA? What happened to the NSA? The NSA and 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 all these intelligence agencies could determine. We're supposed to track out. that, right? What happened? Well, I mean, we're we're investing millions and millions of dollars in in, in intelligence, uh, not just from the U.S. on a global scale, and we can't find these guys. Um, I'm a little suspicious about that. Do we want do um, we want to create do we want to create an environment where fear is is something of the norm? And does that fear translate into Obama trying to declare martial law? for a possible incident that can happen or will not happen, and he has to stay at the White House past 2016? Is that the plan? 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely uh, suspicious. Yeah, well, here it said that the threat was a, um, said that the L.A. schools had kind of overreacted. Um, they they thought it was just like an, an an overstretch, but you're right. We don't know where the uh, the NSA is on this, and and he tracks right. this stuff. I mean, and, what, and what we're paying millions of dollars for. Right. I mean, I don't have a problem with the NSA uh, doing you know doing what they're doing, but if we can't even track, you know, the the, the two individuals in California, people are saying, well. You know, we got to let these uh, individuals from Syria come in. Yeah, well, the lady came from Saudi Arabia. You didn't bet her. She was involved. Yeah. She, had, she had turned into uh, a supporter of, uh, of ISIS. Uh, she's been radical, excuse me, radicalized to a point that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, no one knew about this, that they had, they had purchased all these guns, but they do want to ban everyone else's guns, but the terrorists, they had their gun. They, they found a way to buy them and purchase them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, becoming, it's becoming laughable, laughable that, that we have a, an administration that says, don't worry about it, everything is okay. We have it, we have it under control. And every single time, Things come up that shows how incompetent they are. Yeah, and you know, and and that that's probably going to be the way it, it, for for a while. Um, Ruben, um, Eddie didn't uh, call in because I don't have his number here, so I just wanted to mention that to you. Yeah, I um, mean. Uh, I- I mean, he he basically said that he was calling in. Uh, I don't know what happened, uh, but you know what? We must we we we'll move on. Yeah. But, and and but, speaking uh, of, go ahead. I wanted to before our hour is uh, done. I wanted to touch on this deal from 195 countries in what I consider to be a a, a scam. Uh, I call it the, the global warming scam. Uh, let, and let me start off with saying that in, in, in the 70s, as a kid, and I remember, mm-hmm. we used to hear about global cooling, that we, the whole world was going to be an ice age. I mean, we, we were moving into an ice age. Then mm-hmm. it went from global cooling to global warming. So people were suspicious about the global cooling because it never happened. Then they turned to global mm-hmm. warming. And for a while, you know, the UN, which is a, a com- very complicit in this whole global warming, and several governments, including our government, have actually said, no, we're, the, 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 world, the world, the earth is getting hotter. So... There was the, the scandal, the, the climate gate, climate gate scandal in 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 London, in England, at the university where they documented that there was records that they were falsifying. So then, basically, the whole climate global warming fanatics indicated 
we got to change the name. We cannot call it global cooling anymore. We cannot call it global warming because they're, they're on to us. They changed it to climate gate. So this past week, you know, this administration led by Obama and, and Kerry signed mm-hmm. into law, I mean, signed an agreement without the authorization of Congress. Remember that. There was no mm-hmm. agreement. Congress was not involved in, 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 in this whole agreement. With 195 mm-hmm. countries, which basically is part of the redistribution of money from rich countries to poor countries, and I'll tell you why. I've read part of I've read some uh, of the document. None of the big countries like China and Russia are going to be mm-hmm. held responsible to be you know for them to change their way of producing. Fossil fuels. I mean, they're, they're going to be, they're going to continue do what's best for their economy. But mm-hmm. the point of this is that they want to implement a global tax. This whole deal revolves around that the UN, with the rest of the government, want to start taking money from the from the taxpayers like us and giving it to other countries that are less or de- less developed. So it's basically a transfer of money. And I, and, I, and I beg people to really, really focus on what this whole scam of, from global cooling to global warming to climate, gain, climate change has been that the ultimate goal is for, the, for these bureaucrats and these governments to take money from your pocket and give it to someone else. That's all. So it's just a form of redistribution of wealth. Correct. Yeah. And it comes in the form of a scheme. Yes. Yes. It's, that, it's going to be a global. Uh, it's going to be a global tax. Uh, so a global tax. A global wow! Tax. I never thought yeah. of it. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, that's that's what's when, coming. When the right when when they push the new world order, which they're already pushing the, the global government, the globalists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The globalists are are, are are basically far far ahead on, on their plan to basically uh, take away. It's it's similar to what I just said before a little while ago about the European nations. The European nations do not have control over their destiny. They do not have control over anything. Everything is controlled in Belgium, in Brussels, in the European Union. They basically control the destiny of each country. They have a president. They have a foreign minister. They have a prime minister. Those are symbolic figures. They don't control what you know needs to be right. done. Right. It's not. Right, it's mostly the European Union, right? The European Union controls whatever is done in each country. And then the European European Central Bank, the ECB, which is equivalent to the Federal Reserve here, controls the monetary system of each of every country that is part of the EU. 
I don't know, Ruben, I don't know if you remember this, but again, going back to when I traveled Europe, I don't want to say in the ancient days, um, but when you went to each country, um, for example, Spain, we had the pesos. Right. Um, okay, and France, you had the franc, and, it, and Italy, Italy, you had the lire, and England, right. you had and the pound. The German, and then Germany, you had the franc. Yeah, uh, yes, I'm sorry, Germany, you had the franc. So, um, yeah. so all of that, all of that currency went away, um, and it became the the euro, right? In in two, back in 2002, it's now all the euro, right? Correct. I mean, it's basically only the euro is only on countries that are part of the European Union. England, I mean London, I mean London, the country of England is not part of the EU, so they're basically still with the sterling pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, but but again, uh-huh. because England has never. Uh, their leaders have never wanted to relinquish their control. Every other every other country has actually said, "Okay, now you guys in Brussels, you determine our our future. You determine what we uh, we need to do." They they give them they set budgets for each country, and in, in, in a good portion of the countries in Europe, like France. And like Italy, like Spain, those are countries that they are basically, when it comes to the budget or it comes to the economy, they're in, they're in the red. They're still in the red. Um, you have high unemployment. Oh my! Yeah, you have high high unemployment, high 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 crime, um, and then you have the basically the conversion, the transformation of a European society. To a European, uh, uh, Europe, Arabian society now, uh, which is basically a, a Arabian society. A Arabian society, which basically they're saying the reason they're, they're saying the reason they're uh, bringing all these individuals, the Europeans are not being rep- the women are not rep- reproducing, and. And the and, and the society, the European society, is getting old. That's the inter, that's the excuse that they're given. But the reality is that they basically want to convert Europe into Arabia for their own. So, uh, for their, so for their in a hundred year, years from now, if I look at a globe and I see Europe on there, it could be part of Arabia. They would. You know. The majority will be. The majority would be. Uh, will be uh, individuals, Middle Eastern countries. So might as well be right. So we can call it Eurasia, like you said, and it would still Correct. be like an expansion. In the future, in the future, in the, future the the term Eurasia that I came up with will be so obvious. Uh, but now let's look at that in the United States too. Right. Um, we we don't. I, I mean, we have a, a, an immigration problem here. I don't know if it's necessarily all Muslim, but most of no, no. Hispanic. So. 
No, but, no, we don't have. Uh, we don't. We don't. We don't. And and and, and don't don't get me wrong on this. I'm, I'm not saying that every everyone that is immigrating to Europe is just Muslim. No, there's there's also people from Africa. There's people from South America. What I'm saying is that in Europe, the majority, the dominating group, ethnicity, that basically have overtaken or are on the verge of overtaking the European, the native Europeans, are the Muslims, yeah. In the United States, we look at it at a different point. point. I mean, we, we have more... Hispanics, we have more individuals from the Caribbean, we have more people from Africa or Europe, and then we have the Muslim community. And I don't, when I was growing up in New York City, I don't recall uh, areas in New York City or in the vicinity, in the different neighborhoods, in different uh, um, boroughs that were a great number of Middle Eastern people or Indians or I don't recall that. I mean, it was pretty much there was Hispanics, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, but it was not like today. I mean, I I, I was just in New York a couple of months ago and, and, and there was um, part of Manhattan, the east side, upper I think it was uh, I think Spanish Harlem, Spanish Harlem. When I was growing up, it was basically Puerto Rican and and uh, African American. Today, I would say ninety percent of the people who are living there of Hispanic uh, ancestry is they're Mexican. Uh, there's been okay. Yeah. So the demographics, the ethnicities have really changed in, in, in not just in in New York and you know, in in the United States but all over the uh, all over Europe also. And again I've I've traveled in Europe uh, to different parts of Europe and, and uh, I I've seen the, the the change also in Europe. Uh, I know. And it that you seen the the countries you know uh, they're not what they once used to be. No, no, they're um, not. And, and their and culture I, has gone down. And you can see, you can see, you can see what's happening in, in Paris, uh, in, in in France. Um, the 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 quality of living in 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 Paris, and uh, and you know what I found interesting in Paris is that if you live in the city, it's basically that's the really nice areas to live in the city or in Paris. Now in the United States, the suburbs tend to be better. That's you know you live in 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 the Shaw Hills of New Jersey or in the Persephone's or those are the nice places mm-hmm. to live. That's different mm-hmm. in Paris or in France. If you live in the suburbs, you live in 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 in, in the ghettos. Yeah, and if I remember oh, the same way. Um when I used to visit Spain a lot, um, the cities were very nice over there. But as soon as we stepped out into the, the, stu- the suburbs, we saw how, how the poor lived. Yeah. And, yeah it's, um, 
Ruben, I'll tell you the story. Um, when I was teen, I, my first trip to Spain, because I had about five years of Spanish under my belt, and, yeah. and I was talking fluently, and I went with all my friends over there. And, um, you know, we went city hopping to Madrid and, and all that, and saw a lot of the cathedrals. Um, but then when we did go to the suburbs, I, I do remember stopping in this one store and um, a woman tried to sell me her baby. That's how poor she was. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, and and I was only 16 at the time. And, um, you know, and we were with the chaperones. And, you know, so that's how I learned how poor the suburbs were compared to the city because when we were in Madrid um, you know everything was you know we were living the luxurious life over there aside from the the, well yes we went to see the bullfights too I gotta mention that yeah that's a nice nice area of of Madrid Um, I mean Madrid has some dreary areas also, but but majority of the areas in Madrid are like near the stadium where the football Real Madrid plays. I mean, yeah. that's a very exclusive, very expensive, affluent area. But yeah, but the, the suburbs in, in most of the suburbs in Europe tend to be very very that nice. I mean, they're they're not very nice to um. To travel, yeah. So, uh, so it's it's kind of like the opposite. Where, like you said, like in the United States, you have a lot of nice suburbs, but this uh, um, have a lot a lot of nice city. Uh, I'm sorry, a lot of nice suburbs, but the cities are a little bit in decay. Right. I shouldn't say a little bit. Um, well, so I have to tell ahead. you that that. The the uh, the last time I was there in in Jersey, I mean, I still in New York, I still found a lot of potholes. <laughs> I, I, uh-huh. I you know, it's like, I mean, I left last year from Jersey, and I, I'm not exaggerating, Doreen. Before I left. New Jersey gave me a a a, a, a good buy, um, a good send off. My tires, I had three tires get destroyed. I had to replace them. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and those uh-huh. tires were were not cheap. And uh, I just said to myself, I'm glad I'm getting out of here because uh-huh. I cannot. Be- I cannot take this, all these potholes everywhere. Uh huh. So. But yeah, okay, Ruben. Yep, I do want to mention we're out of time. See how fast the hour went. we're out of time, and and I'll I'll, I'll be, like I said I'll give you a call from I'll be calling from uh, Des Moines, Iowa next week from the Ted Cruz campaign headquarters. Okay, great, folks, and um, we'll we'll see everybody next week. Thank you very much.